Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Better Living a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Mid-City's Care Corps is the focus of today's show. In the second half of the program, I'll be speaking with advisory board member Mark Kelly about his involvement with this organization, as well as a few others that he works with. We're going to start things off with Mid-City Care Corps' development manager, Allison Wendler. How are you doing today? I'm great, Nick. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um... Paul Howard from the Neural Fitness Foundation, good friend of the show, had a lot of great things to say about you guys, and he he recommended you highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do to start things off, very simply, tell us about the organization. What do you guys do? Who are you? All right. Mid-Cities Care Corps was started in 1981 by two social workers who noticed that a lot of their senior citizen clients were skipping doctor's appointments because they couldn't find a way to get there. Mm. Um, the area that we operate really has no public transportation. And for seniors who can't drive anymore or don't have family around to help them out, that puts them in quite a bind. So Mid-Cities Care Corps, um, at the heart of our mission is that we want to help seniors remain healthy and independent in their own homes as long as possible. So so you're it's Mid-Cities Care Corps, so you're working in the Mid-Cities. Is there a specific area or destinations that you guys are working on? With? Yes. Yes, sir. There are um, 11 cities in Northeast Tarrant County that we serve, and it includes um, all the way from Haltom City north up to Grapevine, and then our east-west boundaries kind of run from Keller to Euless. Big area. It's a big area. It is. There's about 50,000 seniors, we think, in that area. Wow. Okay. So let's already start talking numbers then. How many seniors are you guys helping? Um, so it depends on the year. Um, each year we serve about 500 seniors through one or more than one of our three different program areas. Was it always that large of an organization or have you guys slowly been expanding over the years? Well, it started out in the Hearst area, okay. um, which is where our headquarters is. And um, our imprint has grown over the years. Like currently, we're seeing a lot of growth in the Keller area mm. because younger families are actually bringing their parents to live closer to them. And then these seniors come, they're in a new area with no friends and no network, and they find out a lot of time that their children are too busy to help them out. And so then Mid Cities Care Corps is there to step in and support the family um, by helping with rides to doctor's appointments and home maintenance. Um, so a lot of the services that you guys provide, and we're definitely going to be getting to mm-hmm. specifically what you guys are doing, but I think it's important to remember with organizations like this, you're helping seniors, but there's a lot of trickle down w- within there. And you're not only helping seniors, you're helping their families. Yes, sir. That is our goal to support families as a whole. It really helps to make sure that everybody kind of just breathes easy and lives mm-hmm. well. And I think that's probably one of the big things I would say that this organization strives for, specifically to just improve the quality of life for the people that are in its care. 
Yes. We um, received a thank you letter recently from one of our clients' daughter-in-law. Mm. And this senior um, has cancer, and they don't know how much time they're going to have left with him. And she expressed her appreciation that on the weekends when they did get to spend time with him, they got to have quality one-on-one time and weren't running around mowing his lawn and doing household chores because Mid-Cities Care Corps was helping out in that capacity. I noticed on your website, which is midcitiescarecorps.org, that you run on about three different services that you provide. Mm-hmm. So which which would you like to talk about first? Okay, well, I'll start with transportation because that was the original service line when Mid-C- Mid-Cities Care Corps I was I was opened. wondering about that. Okay, yes. so that was that's kind of the thing that started it all. That was the thing that started it all. So our transportation program um, encompasses a couple different in- initiatives. And the first thing we do is um, during the week, we take people to their doctor's appointments. And so what's so special about how we do it is every senior gets driven by a volunteer who comes to their home, knocks on their door, helps them into the car, goes to their doctor's appointment with them, and sits sits there and waits just like a family member would. And then when it's all done, they take them home, make sure they're safely inside the house, and it's true door-to-door concierge service, as there we is say. A, there's a per- <laughs> and I'm not sure which service it is. There is a person in my neighborhood that gets rides somewhere, and there's a lot of horn honking. And it's it's incredibly rude. It, I, I don't like it. I was taking out the trash, mm-hmm. and I heard this person honk multiple times. And the person coming out of the house, they weren't hurrying because they were not feeling it that day. They physically couldn't move as fast right. as this person wanted to. So I love the idea of that personalized kind of family help that you're offering. There's no horn honking (laughs) with Mid-Cities Care Corps drivers. (laughs) It's it's on the charter? Yes, it is. All right. So this is really what started this organization, Mm -hmm. and it's probably the most helpful because the other services that you provide are are smart and they're definitely needed, but transportation, I mean, that's big. As you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, in the Mid-Cities area, there is, I guess you could say there is some mass transit, but not really. Not really. There's not really any over there. So uh, this is really, for some people, the best and maybe only way to get around. It is, Um, especially for a senior who's a little more vulnerable and might not be able to walk to a bus station or... um, That's another thing. Even if there was mass transit, that doesn't mean that a lot of these people would be able to actually utilize it. Right. That's a stretch. Right. So not only do we take people to doctor's appointments, but on the weekends, we also offer rides to the grocery store. Um, the pharmacy, so seniors can get their prescriptions to the bank if they need to deposit a check, um, and also places like the hair salon. Okay. Quality of life. All right. So, again, back to the quality of life thing. So, we're, we're talking about essentials, grocery store, doctor visits, but it's not only that. You do add an element of fun to it. We do. And sometimes our um, clients and their drivers develop great relationships. They may choose to stop off and have lunch or do shopping. And that's also part of it. We know that our seniors, they need more than just rides to their appointments or help around their house. They need to connect with somebody. So many of them are so isolated. They may not see anybody all week other than their driver. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about the impersonal Uber driver that's not going to say anything to you other than thank you when you get the when you get out of the car. No, this is definitely highly personal, and we encourage um, our drivers to talk to their 
clients and to form relationships. And some of them will get calls from seniors requesting a certain driver because they've had them before and they just love them and they think of them as um, family. Led me into the next question. I was going to ask about how this worked as far as there being a dedicated driver to a person or if there's a rotating pool. How does how does that kind of work? Okay, so how it works is we have a pool of drivers that have all been background checked and we check their driver's records and they go through orientation. And then um, our clients call in and they schedule their appointments. And then once a week, we send an email out to our driver base with a list of all the different rides that we need a driver for. And they simply respond back to the one that fits their schedule. So it's very convenient also for our volunteers. Um, We have a lot of volunteers that have children or older or our airline pilots, and they need a flexible schedule. Mm. So this works for everybody. So you've got a schedule, and then the volunteers just jump in where they can. There's not mm-hmm. an assignment-based type situation because I could see it being a deterrent if somebody knew, well, I've got to do this many on this many days, and if it was more structured. It's very open as far as the volunteer side. It's very open. We say that if you have three hours a month to give, that you can be a volunteer with Mid-Cities Care Corps. So three hours a month, not bad. Not bad. That's about how long an average drive takes from door to door Okay, is three hours round trip. How do most of your volunteers find this organization? Most of it, honestly, is through word of mouth. I'm sorry. Most of it, because <laughs> I'm going to the next thing. Most of it is through word of mouth, but we also... Um, Advertise and recruit volunteers through Volunteer Match. What is the name of the transportation service that you guys actually have? Is there a slick name for it? There is not a slick name. We need to come up with a better. We got to come up with a name for it. We got to have some snazzy. We have some slick names under our Helping Hands programs. Okay. But none um, for transportation. See, I, I feel like you're a radio professional. You're just segueing beautifully into all this next stuff. So, I Helping Hands would definitely be the next thing that we uh, should talk about. Then I think that okay. this org- this organization, this program. Uh, smart and very useful. And I like the example that you already gave where it provides time for family and friends to actually spend quality time together when they get together instead of burning time, running to the pharmacy, the grocery store, bagging leaves, mm-hmm. doing the yard, all that kind of stuff. So uh, what is what is Helping Hands all about? Okay, so the way Helping Hands was born is actually our drivers, when they were picking up clients, noticed a lot of them had a hard time getting in and out of their houses. Hmm. They needed grab bars. They needed wheelchair ramps to be able to safely get in and out of their home. So um, that was how we started Helping Hands. We started building um, those items for our clients, and then it's blossomed into we have an Adopt-A-Lawn program. Um, Right now in January, we have an initiative called Safety for Seniors where we go into their homes and we replace um, light bulbs and batteries in their smoke detectors. But really kind of the ulterior motive there is to get in their home and look around for other hazards. Like there's simple things like a cord um, laying across a walkway or a a rug that's curled up on the edge that's a very common fall hazard. And so we're just trying to look um, and be proactive for things that might cause the senior harm or maintenance issues that might be able to be fixed now and not become a huge expense down the road. It seems like a very adaptive organization. We're not going to do a lot of lawn care at this time of the year. Right. Um, so what do you do? How do you fill that void? And these kind of home checkup mm-hmm. type things, it, that's how you're doing it. That's how we're doing it. So Safety for Seniors is going on now. Um, I mentioned Adopt-A-Lawn. We also do tree trimming. Um 
I like the idea of this growing organically. You know, you mm-hmm. said that you guys, the first thing you started with was your transportation service, mm-hmm. and then the volunteers themselves brought up this idea. Do you mm-hmm. think this is kind of one of those things that makes Mercedes Caracor a unique organization that you're able to adapt and listen to the people that are even volunteering with your organization? Very. And we're very responsive. And that's kind of what we feel like sets us apart from other organizations and bigger or- and bigger organizations is that we can um, respond right when there's a need. There's mm-hmm. not always like a once a year push. If somebody needs a light bulb change tomorrow and it's not safety for seniors, we'll still do it. We we will make sure they're taken care of. So this when you how do you make sure that people are getting what they need then? Because like you're saying you're very adaptive, but there is a schedule that mm-hmm. you adhere to. So how does Mid-Cities make sure that people are actually getting what they need and getting it on time, which can be a big thing with the senior community? You know, there's not a lot of time to waste here. If there's a light bulb out or something, that needs to get changed. Well, we have an employee that kind of manages our Helping Hands program. And as requests come in, they're logged into a system. All of our Helping Hands volunteers are able to either log into our system and see what outstanding needs there are, or we proactively send them out. And kind of like we do with transportation, we wait for somebody to claim them. Sure. Um, Sometimes we have to follow up. But if there's an urgent need... One of the staff will go out and make sure it's taken care of. That's wonderful. Is it how common, actually, better question, how common is it for staff, actual staff, not volunteers, to start developing these relationships uh, with, with the people that are under your care? You can't help but fall in love with our seniors. They are just so sweet. They're so fun. They have so much wisdom and so much to give um, that there's just very special relationships that develop. How do you most, let's talk a little bit about the size of the organization. Now, you're helping 11 different cities, about 500 seniors per year. I'm sure you've got a a, a massive volunteer army, but what about the actual staff? How big of an organization is Mid-Cities Care Corps? We are a very small but mighty organization. Um, We actually currently have three part-time employees that make this all happen. Wow. Are you, okay, so... Are you one of the three, or is there actually four? I am one of the three. So it's really three. Yes. Okay. Wow. So we're does in... it get a little? Does it get a little crazy at times? It does get crazy at times, but it's a good crazy. I was gonna say you gotta you gotta kind of <laughs> like that crazy with an organization like yeah. this, right? Yes. Okay. All hands on deck. How long have you been with Mid Cities Care Corps? I have been with us um, with Mid Cities Care Corps for one year. For one year. Okay. So are you the are you the new? Are you the new guy? I am kind of the new kid on the block. Okay, yes. new kid on the block. I like that. Now, uh, your your position, development manager, what do you do for the organization? Are you looking at programs and kind of tailoring them? Are you adding new things? What do you do there? Actually, my primary role as development manager is fundraising. Really? So Mid-Cities Care Corps operates off of two um, primary things, and that's financial donations and volunteer time. And so... The financial end is my world at Mid-Cities Care Corps. Do you enjoy it? Some people find this process daunting. Other people love it. I do. It's it's an opportunity um, to let people be involved in a different way. People who can't give time, they can give their resources. And so it's a lot of fun. Do you think it's important for people to understand it that way? I think that people kind of see a big difference between volunteering and giving, and they don't necessarily see the two as the same. You seem to think completely differently, that it absolutely is a a type of service and volunteering. It is. It is. I mean, both are needed just as equally. 
And um, everybody has different roles in this world. And some people are doers and some are givers. Some are both. But they're both very valuable to our organization. Are you familiar with the nonprofit world? Have you worked for other organizations in the past or is this your first? No, I have. Um, Previously, I've worked for the Ronald McDonald House and for um, a children's hospital in Houston. Okay, so you know this world inside and out. Yes. All right. With your experience then, what was it about Mid-Cities that kind of stuck out to you? Why would you want to work for this organization? Because they love people. Everything they do is hands-on, just loving people. And um, there's not a lot of red tape. Um, It's just very heartfelt. Seems like a, a very free organization. You're able to do the things that you want when you want to do them. Is that part of the draw for you? Yes. All right. So you just feel that this is the organization for you. Yes, sir. This is the fit. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've talked about the transportation service. We've talked about Helping Hands. Um, one of the things that I did like about Helping Hands that you kind of mentioned was building wheelchair ramps and mm-hmm. grab bars. Yes, sir. Now, are you guys, do, is, is that something that's common that you guys are doing that you're installing? It's very common. I want to say we do somewhere around 50 wheelchair ramps or grab bar installations every year. So you're doing about one a week, basically. It's a big need. Wow. Oh, yes. What are people doing before they... I don't understand how that happens a lot of times. People that need something like a wheelchair ramp or a grab bar, there's not a lot of wiggle room there. You either need it or you don't. And these people are getting along for probably years without one. Uh, it sounds almost like a ridiculous question, but what kind of change does that have on somebody's life? Well, there has literally been a client before that could not leave their home and hadn't left their home for a period of months or years Um, until we installed a wheelchair ramp for them. Um, Plus, it's just safety and security, knowing that if there's an emergency, a fire or something, you can get out of your house in a timely fashion without facing injury. Sure. And um, grab bars and bathrooms, they prevent falls. It's a small investment, and it saves a lot of resources in money and healthcare costs in the future. So yeah, so very again, important. just improving quality of life is something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily simple, but a wheelchair ramp it's really going to add a lot more than you would think. Yes. All right. So uh, the third component I'm gonna guess is social outreach. It sure is, and that's another one that our volunteers um, noticed that there was a need for. As I mentioned. Seniors don't just need a ride to the doctor's appointment, but they need to connect with somebody. So many of them are so isolated. So um, our social outreach has three different kind of areas. And the first is we have monthly social events. So we just had one yesterday um, where... What did y'all do? We played bingo and had snacks and passed out prizes. And um, we had some preschool children who came and sang for the seniors. Fun. So it was just completely adorable. How is your bingo game? Are you competitive? (laughs) I like to win. Are you getting walloped? We have some pretty competitive bingo players. Yeah, you got some pros in there? Mm -hmm, We do. So for an event like that, uh, what could people expect? How many seniors are going to show up, would you say? We typically have about 50 come to each of our— That's a good grouping. It is a good grouping, and every single month it grows. Really? This is a very, very popular program. And what's unique about our social events is that for seniors who can't drive, we have volunteers that will pick them up and take them. So we have several sight-impaired seniors that come to our social events— And this is their only opportunity to interact with their peers because they can get rides from places to doctor's um, appointments and stuff like that, but never just for fun. Senior centers don't offer transportation. So it's very special. 
you know, getting to be around people their age, is it kind of a funny thing where you're on the outskirts, kind of, because they're locked into each other and, and having their own chats? They do, and they talk about different health issues or different anything they're dealing around with that um, around the house, and they get wisdom from each other. How do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? Um, so it's great to see them come together and have fun and talk. Is there a process of seeing these people get used to the idea of just being more social? Because as you're saying, a lot of them are isolated and they're yes. not around a lot of people. So maybe they start feeling a little more comfortable around people by, you know, maybe talking to their driver, but then all of a sudden you're around 50 people and mm -hmm. you haven't been around 50 people in possibly years. Is there a little bit of coming out of their shell type process that happens? For sure. And a lot of them are very reluctant to come the first time, mm. but once they come, they've come once or once they've come once or twice and they see what a welcoming environment it is, they love it and they keep coming back. Um, we have one client whose daughter brings her every month and she was literally in depression, was not ever wanting to leave the house, would not do anything. And the daughter tried to get her involved in several different outreaches. None of them took until she came to Mid-Cities Care Corps and she loves it so much. Um, her daughter said it has completely changed her outlook on life to have that one little thing on her calendar. I mean, you and I probably can't relate to that, but for a senior to have something on their calendar to look forward to just means the world to them. It makes all the difference between having hope and not having hope. When you see these people interacting, can you really do you, I mean, do you feel that when you see this kind of grouping happening? Yes. I mean, it is just smiles and laughter and hugs. We have a couple children that volunteer at our social events and they have really formed. That's the neatest thing to see. Some great relationships with some of the seniors and they see each other and they just run to each other and hug and it's a lot it's, of fun. It's fun. So how often to do those uh, groups get together? Okay. So the socials happen once a month. Okay. Um, we also have a phone friends group. I liked this one. I thought this was cool. Again, on the website, midcitiescarecord.org, I saw that one of the things that you have under your social outreach umbrella <laughs> is, I think it's called phone friends? Phone friends. Phone yes. friends. You got it. So what happens um, every year or twice a year, they're given the opportunity to become a phone friend. And so they have a big party and they draw names and each senior gets somebody to call and somebody who calls them. So every week they should be making a call and receiving a call. Um, so that just gives them another opportunity to break the isolation. We have some volunteers that run that program. They do follow up periodically to make sure everybody's making their calls and receiving their calls and there's no breakdown in communication. That's adorable. It is very cute. They also um, get together at the beginning and at the end so they can meet the people that they've been talking to. Nice. And Are there, are there times that they call? Does, does somebody know they're going to get a call on Wednesday at 2 p.m.? Or is it just a random, you're going to call a person randomly during the week and, and touch base with them? Because I think that it's a little bit more fun. We kind of forget how it used to be when you'd get a phone mm -hmm. call. And you would you didn't know who it was on the other end, and you just you just got to talk. Well, the great thing about this is it is completely up to the seniors to decide what they want to do with their partners. So some of them probably have scheduled events; others just surprise. Is it a is it a popular program that you guys have? Do people like doing it? It is. It's really popular. Mm -hmm. They love it. All right. So we've got the three different 
let's say, pillars of mm-hmm. MidCity's Care Corps, transportation service, helping hands, social outreach. What we haven't discussed, or at least one of the things we haven't discussed, is how people get to be a part of this group. If there are seniors out there listening or people listening know of a senior that could use your services or want to be a part of this, how do people find MidCity's Care Corps? Okay, so... There are a couple ways you can go to our web, which you have mentioned. It's www.midcitiescarecore.org, or you can call our office at 817-282-0531. I've got your back. (laughs) Thank you very much, Nick. Um, So either via the web or our office you call, there's an application you have to complete to become a client or a volunteer. Um, for clients, our requirements are that you're 65 and older or 60 if you have a disability and that you live in the 11 city area that we serve. Um, we don't income qualify. Um, so as long as you meet those two criteria, we'd love to have you. Do most of the people get referred to it? Do they find out through their church or through their caregiver? How, how do most of the people find it? Okay, so a lot of them find out through word of mouth from their friends who are clients at Mid-Cities Care Corps, yeah. and it's just a wonderful thing, and they want to be part of it. Churches, we have about 10 different faith communities that are partners with us um, that provide financial support and also refer um clients um 211 which is a resource number you can call um yeah. will refer clients to mid cities care corps and also social workers in the area are aware of us and okay do people know what they want when they call or do you offer these services to them as they come you know what i'm saying do you kind of tick down the list and say well do you need a ride or if they don't need a ride would you like help with the yard how does that work assignments right. let's say so when somebody calls to become a client, it's part of the application. They can enroll in all three of our programs or only one or two of them. So okay. whoever is coaching them through the application will explain the different services that we offer and determine where their needs are. How long has this organization been around? We've been around since 1981. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that you guys had uh, been in the community for so long. So mm-hmm. you started with the transportation service, and then what was next? Was Helping Hands next? Helping Hands came next, and then social outreach actually came about about 18 months ago. Wow. Yes. Very new. So it's new, but just exploding. People you, love to socialize. Are you, is it exciting to see something new like that take off? You know, especially if you've been around for 30-plus years, you know, adding a brand-new service only 18 months ago, it's really going to kind of shake things up and breathe new life in the organization. Mm-hmm. Has it been fun watching that grow? It is very fun watching it grow. All right, volunteers. Volunteers. The, the big part of the conversation. Yes. Uh, I, I interview a lot of groups. This organization is definitely going to be one that needs a lot of volunteer help. How many people volunteer with Mid-Cities Care Corps per year, would you say? Do you know? I would say about 200. So Good amount. I mean, everything we do, I mean, as we talked about earlier, we have three part-time employees. So volunteers make everything happen. They are so important to what we do. They are the ones driving our clients. They're the ones planning the social events. They are the ones building wheelchair ramps. So we need volunteers, and we love volunteers. Do the relationships of the volunteers and the people that are a part of this organization— do those develop fast and hard? Do you really see these organi- or these relationships lasting within the organization? Yes, we have very long-time volunteers, some that have been volunteering with us for 10 or 20 years. Wow. Yes. Okay, so people stick. It seems like everybody, once you're a part of this organization, you stick around. I think that says a lot about an organization. Well, it's all about relationships, and people engage when they 
form a relationship with somebody. So it's easy to get involved and get hooked at Mid-Cities Care Corps. So there's a lot of different things that volunteers can be doing, whether it's with the transportation services, social outreach. There's a lot to do, and people can kind of pick and choose what they want to do and when they want to do them. Right. I think that's one of the things that's most appealing is that we're very flexible. Um, Most of our different service lines happen at the convenience of the volunteer and the client. So people can set their own schedules and they can do as much or little as they have time for that week or that month. It's very exciting. All right. Well, it's a great organization and I feel like we're we have learned a lot, but we're still going to do a little bit more on that. We're going to be speaking with Mark Kelly coming up after the break. I've been speaking with Allison Wendler. She's the development manager for MidCities Care Corps. Their website, midcitiescarecorps.org, or you can give them a call at 817-282-0531. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 